you can start building those uncomfortable habits to where they become comfortable and then you level up to the next one, that's going to change. It's going to change your life. So uh, welcome to Elevated Frequencies' new format. I am back with Flash Mob. If you guys remember, I had him on a couple of weeks ago. Was that maybe two months ago, I believe? Yeah. Oh, somewhere in between. <laughs> it's been a little bit, but what I love is that you and I decided to stay in touch after we had that conversation because we realized we had a lot in common. We have great conversations, very productive, and so... You actually presented the idea to me like, hey, would you want to do this again, uh, but focus more so on mental health topics because I have a lot of thoughts that I want to get out there and I feel like now is kind of the appropriate time to talk about it. So that's what we're doing and we're going to do this once a month and I'm super excited about it. Same, same here. I think it's the perfect uh, time to do something like this. Uh, I mean... A lot of artists are coming out of the shell, uh, talking about, you know, a lot of issues that come with the touring life, etc. So it's time to, especially, I don't know, I think that after COVID, uh, a lot of us have the, uh, the imperative to be well and heal and sort of also help other people, you know, heal as well. And maybe even talk about all these things to heal which is the, yeah. re- the main reason why I reached out because it was the conversation we had was, was, was very important to me because it helped me realize things and talking about it. It's like therapy more or less. So you're my therapist. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> great. No pressure. No, it's very true. You don't realize when things are just stuck in your head, they can get jumbled around. It's hard to make sense of. So it's so helpful to talk things out, write things out. And what's really cool about your perspective is you've been in the industry a long time, but you've also simultaneously grown in your personal development journey. And so you have a lot to offer to artists who are going through it right now, um, or maybe who are doing fine, but they need the extra support because they say the best time to get therapy is when you think you don't need it, because then you're not so focused like on figuring out and massaging out one issue and you can actually look ahead and implement, you know, new practices into your life that, that make it better overall. So I think this is going to be really beneficial, really interesting perspective, especially it's more of a global perspective. I'm here in Chicago and you're in Italy. So it's really cool that we can find a time that works for us to do this too. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, I, I was thinking about how sometimes, although you've had an incredible journey and an incredible experience in, in a certain uh, period of your life, you can, at the end of this, that period, you can sort of look back and and even if it's been great, you can say, okay, but I could have sort of lived it better in a way, obviously, because due to that experience, you've matured a number of, you know, right. so yeah, so that's, that's a lot to do with, with, uh, doesn't, I mean, it, it, um, uh, thinking about the past is, 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 is a way to, um, to look, to look at your future in, in a more constructive way for me. Although I'm always concentrated in the future, I'm always sort of 
thinking of how in the past I could have, you know. Yeah. And when you're in a loop touring and, and everything seems so incredible, you're maybe missing out on, 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 on substantial things of your life that you find out later. So that's what. That's a really good point. Uh, it's hard to take time to reflect, especially when things are on the up and up and everything's going great and moving fast. And, it, you know, this show's all about mindfulness and bringing mindfulness into a very chaotic lifestyle, whether you're an artist or a fan or you work in the industry as a agent or promoter or whatever. So mm. this is this is super valuable. So what we decided to do was kind of break each episode up into a specific mental health topic. And today we decided to talk about mental health as it relates to the creative process. Um, because, you know, I've been thinking a lot, there's a, there's a lot of news coming out about, you know, artists like, like a pop star, for example, Britney Spears. Okay. We're finding out how tortured she was throughout her entire career and how she was able to put out this incredible body of music. And it really begs the question, you know, your mental health and taking care of it, how does that affect, like, is it, is it, um, can you create better art when you're creating from a place of pain or is it the opposite true? And I just want to explore that and hash that out with you, mm. uh, because I know you, you probably have a lot of thoughts as an artist yourself who's, who's been through a lot. Indeed. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's pretty much. Uh, uh, the continuation of what we were saying before because in a way you you run across an experience like for example mine has I'm at the 11th year of a flash mob this year and you run right through it and it's boom that was you know and then you look back and and you think okay yeah I did do uh an awful lot of music through pain and through discomfort and through uh, feelings that not, that are not exactly the, you know, the light that you should have in the studio when you're completely relaxed and you can sort of, you know, when the, the kind of mindset that you have when you do things properly, mm -hmm. which is something that I'm benefit, benefiting uh, from now. And so you look back and, and, and in a way you ask yourself, do, you know, did, did, did some of the uh, greater songs that one did, do they come from one side or could they, could they have been better if they had been done with a different creative mindset? Because now these days, not only me, but a, an awful lot of artists are working on their health, on their mental health, on the, their lifestyle, on sort of um, really taking in account how how you live today will affect the next ten years. Mm -hmm. And this and this sort of isn't a problem till you do ten years and you realize how those ten years affect you. So till till you don't get to that point, you don't really think about it because you think you're immortal. I mean, you're traveling, you're doing, you're having the best time of your life and you, you're not realizing that maybe you're not building a, a family and that, you know, you get to the other side when you're 40 and you don't have a family. For example, if a family right. is what you want, because right. I know a lot of artists that are pretty happy with, without one. I mean, right. but 
it's not just that it's it's a number of benefits that you get from also how you live with yourself what you've you know that the, the the mental condition you arrive at the end of the of the uh, of the of, of a certain part of, of a journey now i i talk at the end because there's been covid so covid has been a big reset for for everyone and so mm-hmm. everyone has sort of had the time to sit down and say okay so I, what have i done up to now and in in you know for some has been a moment to let go for some has been a moment to reset for some has been the a new beginning and and so these days i i feel that uh, uh, being creative means it, it, it reflects the, the 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 creative moment reflects where i am in 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 life at that given time so 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 could you point to and you don't have to say maybe what track it was but can you think of a track that you created when you were in a moment of duress or you were going through a hard time in your life and can you think about maybe would you have done something differently had yes. you not had those mental blockages but but again it's 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 a number of things it's it, it's a number of things it's not just it's not just the general uh, moment that you're living in your life for example um i did the lone brazilian for hot creation in 2000 uh, end of 2016 and then it was released in 2017 and and that was a moment with a very very difficult moment of my life because i was changing direction musically i had some personal problems my mother was was sick and I sort of fell out of, of of love with with music for a couple of years because I was too occupied by, and so that track was done with a certain detachment, and with the I was very um, I was very clear with what I had to do, uh, s- stepping back in a way from the usual energy that I try to put into tracks to make it work for a certain kind of audience, which wasn't my usual audience. So if I hadn't have been so detached, I would have done it in a different way. So sometimes pain transforms into a love song or with a song that has a lot of, you know, a a lot of emotions in it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it, it, you're in a state of mind where you want to detach from it because you just really couldn't bother. And then maybe some really good tracks come out because they, you were, you were sort of not involved and you were like a third person doing your own track, which is a a major problem for producers because you're always doubting what you're doing. You're always struggling to finish a track. You're always, and you know, I'm going to do it for this label and then oh, you're not focused and then it's for that label and then you try and rebring it back and then it, is it me? Is it not me? How much did I compromise? And blah, blah, blah. So um, these days I'm, I'm really trying to just do what I love, which is, you know, what ideally one should do. And hopefully the industry has transformed itself in a way where people are more open to simply understand that people that have done like 200 tracks like me, for example, want to experiment something different and want to be part of the evolution of electronic music rather than chasing, you know, the usual mechanism of, oh, I need to release this because my bookings will be affected because right. this and this and that. So uh, 
my um, the the thing that I that I am most proud of these days is that that I sometimes not always but sometimes have the courage to just you know just do something that is not even sonically placeable in a like I've I've done a track that is it's like everyone that's listened to it, it, it say oh wow this is like you know but who who do you sign it to yeah. And so, and, and, and I'm like thinking, okay, I'm going to try this, this, this. And then if it doesn't work, then I'm, I'm going to start my own label and just put it out and put everything I have in it. And, and, but that's, that's wrong because the second thing I thought should be the first thing that I should do. But what it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong is, and I want to kind of get into the different ways one can begin a healing journey is you've come to this place in your life where you have this creative freedom and things are flowing more. Now you deal with a new issue of, okay, where do I place this? As you said. Well, that's a dependency, isn't it? Explain that. Well, till, till you, the, the dog race that we all artists talk about is that you make music and then you wait for someone else to approve it because Mm -hmm. as artists, we need someone else, someone else's approval for something to shine in our heads. When we already know that it's something that can shine, we already know that it's great because someone that's done many tracks already knows when a track is good or not. So we should simply just put everything we have in something that we, li- we believe. That's the, that's the interesting story. That's when you're free. Right. And instead, I'm, I'm openly saying that many times I... I'm sort of, you know, yeah, I want to do that, but I'm tempted by getting like a big, a big label's approval. Mm-hmm. Obviously it is, sometimes it can also be more convenient on a, on a business side. So that's also why, right. you know, but the, the dependency from the labels and the dependency from approval and the, that is, is something that interferes a lot with the creative uh, process, I think. That's why being a creative entrepreneur, which is a catch-all term for, you know, artist, videographer, graphic designer can be, there can be such cognitive dissonance because the place where you want to create from might not be the same place that can make you money and support, you know, (laughs) I'm not talking about like a flashy lifestyle. I'm just talking about living in general. And so I think that's like one of the major causes of, you know, mental health issues in the industry because you have, you, on one hand, you want to stay true to yourself, but on the other, you have to pay the bills. So how do you balance that? And Mm -hmm. I think it's important to discuss the fact that healing isn't like, there's no end destination. It is a continuous journey. You can't avoid pain and suffering in your life on a macro scale and a micro scale. Things happen. You get wrenches thrown in your day you know, minor inconveniences all the way up to things that affect family members, pets, you know, your love life, um, Mm. taxes, whatever it is. And you have to learn how, yeah, taxes. (laughs) And you have to learn how to deal with that and be able to persevere. And so that's why I want to talk about some of the different, um, techniques and mechanisms that people can implement into their life. And, one thing that I always say uh, on this show and like when I, you know, 
on TikTok and everything is that it doesn't need to be complicated to be effective. Like you don't need this 15 step routine to go on a healing journey or, you know, optimize your life or whatever. It's simple things that you can do. And for me, like I'll just list them really quick. You and I have talked about this. Journaling is a big one. Getting, getting my thoughts on paper, starting my morning off by not looking at my phone for an hour to have control over my day, to say, I'm not going to allow all these messages, good and bad, to get into my head first thing in the morning when my brain is the most vulnerable. Meditation. So can you get into a little bit of your history um, about when you knew it was time to start implementing some of these lifestyle changes and, and what you've done? Well, I've had, uh, uh, I've had several breakdowns, which during my career, two. Um, one was in 2017 and another one was in 2018 when I was convinced that I'd fixed the one that I had in 2017, but I was nowhere near that. Um, and, um, since then I've been aware of how dangerous it can be to take yourself to a point where of no sleep and, 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 and too much traveling and too much pushing and, 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 and not enough me in the equation. So how much am I willing to put myself aside for my career? And how much am I willing to ask from my loved ones for me to be able to pursue that career? And since then, I've been trying to understand what I really want and why especially why I live the way I do and why I do what I do. So uh, I've sort of find out, I've, I've found out about myself that I've, um, like many artists, we are, all have a, a sort of a attentive disorder. Many artists have a way of uh, dealing compulsively with a number of issues that come with touring for example and they they all they all as you said you write on paper you have your own mechanisms at the end of the day we we all sort of um are trying to find ways to train our body and our mind to stay focused and independent and happy when we are bombarded by a million things many of them are not even necessary if you think about it. And that's where, when you start seeing that a lot of the things that you do are not as important, that's when you start using the priority sort of uh, mechanism to sort of, okay, I've, I can only do five things today and, and I'm going to do five. I'm not going to do 15. And I'm going to do one every hour and a half with a break in the middle. For example, even writing songs. After so many years, I used to say, I, I used to be one of those who'd say, oh yeah, I can, you know, I'll, I'll write a song in an hour. Like the rough idea, which is, is possible. It's possible, but I'm starting to force myself to work on one sound a day. For example, this mm. is a new recipe that I've introduced in my, uh, so it, within a week, if I have a, a, a good idea to 
work on at the beginning of the week, I'm going to work on once. I already have it in my head, so it's pointless putting it down in an hour and I'm going to use sounds that are not the correct ones and I'm going to eventually have to change them and I'm going to, I'm going to fall into that continuous and you have to do things three times, which is what most artists do. What, what most people do because you it's very difficult to do things right the first time for anyone i mean so you might as well work on every aspect slowly and properly and just make every sound count because at the end of the day what builds a great track is if every sound is is a is perfectly matched up with with all the others you know and and it's the same thing in life so if you have a lot of mechanisms that help you in the different parts of your problematic being that help you fix those parts then it will all come together because at the end of the day if you don't eat well you're not going to sleep well if you don't mm -hmm. sleep well you're not going to be creative you're not going to be you're not going to feel well and then it goes in circles and then it's going to affect slowly all the other parts of your life that are outside of outside of music for example in 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 my um in my world so and i i was at a point where i couldn't allow music to get any bigger in my life and so yeah i started the you know the cold therapy that that we spoke about last time and a number of other things that i tried to do to really train my body and my mind to be independent and focused and and um not be attacked by this feeling of having to do of having to perform of having to be successful of having to release and have 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 and at the end of the day you're always sort of chasing something that doesn't really exist because you can i mean i've been working so many years with just because of a couple of tracks at the end of the day, if you slim it down, yeah, I've done 200 because, because that's what we do. We release, we release. But if you have one huge track that counts more than, you know, than a right. hundred. So one good habit, five good habits or, you know. Right. I think, I think that people don't necessarily understand how much bullshit is clogging our brain these days brain fog is such a massive uh, issue. And it's kind of like a buzzword now. There's a lot of supplements out there to that claim to help like fix it or whatever. I, COVID caused a lot of it. But when you have all of those other components, like doom scrolling the news on Twitter or um, feeling the pressure, you know, have to, have to, have to, have to do this, have to do that the brain fog that it creates is so hard to clear when you sit down to, to try to create something. Um, I could not effectively create the concept for this podcast, for example, until I was able to like clear the brush off of like, like give my brain a good sweep and really focus because it was, I had all these ideas. Nothing was really like coming together cohesively and I had to zone in, you know, on who I wanted to serve, who I wanted to help and how this was going to be different. And really like the not looking at my phone thing in the morning was such a simple thing. And I feel like I harp on it, but it changed everything because with everything going on in the world right now, all the fears about, you know, 
current events and the and, and in America, I'm sure it's similar where you are, but the economy, <laughs> inflation, um, that is not something you should be consuming first thing in the morning mm, or at all. Especially if they feed you that so that you depend on it because that's right. the mechanism. So. Right. And and I I took because I bit I was feeling crappy earlier this year. Um, just because we we bought a new house, right? And when you buy a house, it's like it's stressful. And I got my cortisol levels tested and they're extremely high. Like they're like spiking all day. Okay. And and I've had to do even more to now kind of control that. I've already, you know, I was already at a good baseline path, but now, now I have to do more. I think so many people have high cortisol and they don't even realize it because they're just being like fed crap all day and the content they consume, what they eat, not getting enough sleep, staying out late, which is obviously part of the job, but it really affects you. And, And so you can't, when you sit down to create something and you have all of that, like how, how can you, how can you speak from your heart and like, like put your art out into the world when it's, when you have all that going on? Mm. Yes, indeed. That's why I don't watch the, 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 the news as much as yep. I used to, but also because I, I am aware of the fact there's a documentary on Netflix that uh, explains exactly how the algorithms of all the media work. Uh, in a very uh, customized way for every person so that if mm-hmm. you once you go in once and you express your preferences they're going to mm-hmm. chase you forever and they're going to keep right. you there as long as you can and it's just the same mechanism as um i mean how can i explain this um in the 70s in the 80s in the 90s nobody would put you know very few people were regularly religiously putting their seatbelts on and it was normal. I mean, you, you were in the back of these cars. They didn't even have the uh, head uh, and you could. You could I mean, something that, that these days is, is absurd. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was normal back then because it was new and it was, you know, cars had, had only been around since 1950s. It took time to get to the point where they, they acknowledge that even in the back seats, it's important to put your seatbelt on and blah, blah, blah. So it's the same thing with, with media. It's a completely new sort of thing in, in our lives to, to, this, to this magnitude, let's say, to this, to this point where we've, that we've all reached. And either you sort of yeah, start ad- acknowledging that, that it's a major undisciplined problem. It's not, mm-hmm. there's no code yet they've not sort of you know everyone they talk about it and 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 and, and in fact for, for me not picking up the phone in the morning means that that i'm deciding when to pick the phone up it's not the fact that i'm bombarded by bad news it's the fact that i'm deciding when to pick the phone up mm-hmm. because the, the 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 body takes control when as as when you smoke it's the, yeah. the, the, the mind is switching off. The body is, is, is smoking because yep. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't want the mind to think. And so it's a way to switch off, to relax sort of thing. It's the same, same thing with drinking, like exactly. dr- drinking at the club. You first thing you do, you grab a drink. That's why I talk about wait an hour, wait an hour before you have a drink. Then you can decide because your body is like on autopilot with all of these things. 
Yeah, yeah, but it, it's 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 as if, if it's as if you think of okay, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm you're going out with friends and you're gonna have a beer. But if you think of it, having a beer, or having a glass of water, or having whatever, it's it's, it's more or less the same thing. It, it's, you know, it's just actually one is healthy, the other isn't. You're having a beer because you're you're not supposed to. You're you're giving something to yourself that you you you're you are. It's as if you're. It's it's like shopping. You're buying something for you. You're doing something for you. Pres, pres, you know. It's yeah. you, you're you're brought to think that you're doing something for yourself, but the 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 real the real um, the real um, how do you say? The, I feel so well when I'm in a group of people that are drinking and I don't drink. Because I'm choosing not to drink. This doesn't mean that I think anything of the other people drinking right. or that I don't like to because I like to have a glass of wine with my wife uh, and blah, blah, blah. And I've had my share of drinking and blah, blah, blah. But I want to decide. I want to be able to decide. I want to be able to decide if I'm going to make a track independently or if I want to. I want to be a sniper. Mm-hmm. And to be a sniper, you have to decide when to shoot, where to shoot, and the thing of picking up your phone, having to, having to do, having to, even this, 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 the, 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 um, I have to put, I mean, why would you want to post a photograph of everything that you do? Think about it. It's because you've confused the, your identity with the identity that is expected by you from, you don't even know, know who. It's wow. all in, 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 in our heads. Yeah. And what you're talking about here is discipline and discipline is something that doesn't seem conducive to creativity. But if you can have the discipline not to have a drink, to not pick up your phone, to make a better choice for yourself, it is going to benefit you in the long run. Creativity requires discipline. See, but but also for me, it's, it's, um, We've all got lost, and 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 by making, I mean, I, I, I was told by a friend, "Why don't you try and do this just once?" So I went in my garden and I lit up a fire and I just stayed there, and it was and and and, and during COVID, and this was a turning point for me because something so simple and something that is so unusual, because obviously every time that you change your habits and that you do something that is unusual, you're out of your let's say comfort zone or you're out of your routine and that triggers something that wakes you up. And it's as if you've always been on a long journey and you go back to the beginning as you know, to the simple things and that to the important things. And even if it's, if it's like, you know, it's don't listen to him. He's boring. And you know, we want to be cool and we want to do this and we want to do, but everyone enjoys simple things at the end of the day it's just we are we are all sometimes pushed to the limit and that limit is is captured by all these bad influences and it becomes a bigger limit and higher limit and and then you lose sort of direction on on who you are and on the simple things and vum you're just a puppet that's true so so what can people what can people listening do today to start to start oh, no, I, I, 
I'm I'm trying myself to. I'm not obviously like anyone. I'm just trying. I'm I'm I'm. Uh, anything that is is uncomfortable for me is 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 um, is refreshing. I don't know why, but probably anything that that um, anything that is uncomfortable represents probably fears. Represents. Um, not wanting to put yourself out there because you're afraid of not being able or because you're afraid of judgment or because you're so anything that is uncomfortable for me is, and this is why I do the, the uh, cold therapy because that's the most uncomfortable thing you can do. I mean, first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning, if you have a cold shower, you're putting yourself into a, you know, into a dead nervous system impulse and, and, and you have to stay there willingly and just accept it. Yeah. And that's the way we should accept who we are, our way of doing things, accept the idea of that our way of interpreting things, even art in a creative process is valuable. Mm -hmm. Because you could you could also see it in another way. I could I could have a great record, want to sign it to a big label. Oh, I want the big label. And they'll say, Oh yeah, can you change the drums on this? And then that big record might be become something less than it was. And I, instead of being a pioneer of a new sound, I went back to being what someone else wanted. You could see it that way. I mean, if, if you think of some of the, the greatest artists, Kalkbrenner uh, or... Um, what's the other, the other guy's name? The... Um, Cyrus, the, 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 well, the, the Eric Pites. Yeah. Uh, the, these guys are, are making music that, that only they make in a way. Mm -hmm. Or only they used to make at the beginning before being emulated by. But they had the courage to do it. And that, that is yeah. so, and it's so refreshing. And even looking at what they do, they do their thing. And that's the most healthy thing you can do. So I, I really... I want to highlight what you said about doing something uncomfortable, because I think that that is actionable advice that anybody could make that decision tomorrow, whether it is a cold shower or, um, for me, you were talking about that and it reminded me of this workout class that I now do. And the first time I did it, like I had zero core strength. Okay. Barely do five sit-ups. Now I've done 200 of these classes and I cannot believe my core strength is insane. And going to that class and putting myself in this very, very uncomfortable position, it's very difficult. It's called solid core. If anyone who listens has ever taken it, um, has propelled my business forward actually, because I decided I was going to go to this class three times a week and make this very hard choice and put myself in massive discomfort, someone who couldn't do five sit-ups. And the discipline in that area has allowed me, has given me confidence because when you can conquer a cold shower, when you can conquer a difficult workout class or whatever it is, if you have social anxiety, putting yourself in a uncomfortable position, going to a networking event alone, maybe whatever it is, um, that helps you build confidence. And then you can get to that level of, I'm going to create something so unique that no one's ever heard before. And I fully believe in it. And so when I present this product to the world, they're going to believe in it too, because 
I'm backing my own art. Exactly. So I think that whatever, whoever's listening, pick something that is slightly out of your comfort zone. We're not saying, you know, go from zero to a hundred in one day, but if you can start building those uncomfortable habits to where they become comfortable and then you level up to the next one. Exactly. That's going to change your life. That's exactly it. Being consistent. And if I was, uh, um, if you think that something is difficult 10, but you do it every day and every day you get closer and closer, you get stronger in that area. It's not going to be difficult 10 anymore. It's going to be difficult nine, eight, and then onto the next layer and you're growing that way. So as hard as it is to admit that you need to go through, you need to put yourself through that to get to the next layer because that's, that's the main problem. Majority of, of us and me included for many periods, I would just refuse. Oh, that's not a problem for me. So mm-hmm. I'm just not going to dive into it. I'm not going to, this is why I'm, uncomfortable when I'm in in the cold I don't feel cold I am attacked by all these thoughts that are my preoccupations or my fears or my uh, you know things that I'm fighting against right and that's the being constant every day even if you don't even if you don't feel like it, you're going to do it anyway. That's the, like just being there is fifty percent. You've 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 already won for me in in yeah. my small experience. That's uh, the the key point is just keep doing it, and then right. one day it, it's gonna it's gonna switch, and that's when you're gonna say, "Oh, okay, wow, I really am able to do this." Yeah, and also knowing when it's time to up the ante is a big one. Like using my workout class as a good example there's different levels that the coaches call out. If you've taken zero to 25 classes, put on this spring load, so on and so forth. And now I'm like almost at 200 classes. And there's some days where I catch myself, like you're not going as like, you could amplify this. You could up the ante and I, and I don't do it. And that actually creates like, I've disappointed in myself. And so knowing like once you've accomplished one hard thing, it's kind of like, okay, well I did this. Now I can give myself a break. And of course it's good to rest. We all need periods of rest, but knowing when it's time to push the envelope a little further is huge because you don't want to get stuck. Like it can happen at any stage. It's not just this thing where once you've done it once, you're like, oh, now I'm good. Like I'm good forever. Like you have to keep, that's, that's the struggle with this is you have to keep pushing forward. Yes. That's, that's exactly why when I'm uh, talking to like new producers or people that ask for advice in, in terms of production, et cetera, that's exactly why I say go slow because accepting the fact that you can do something at a certain level will will assess in your life and then from when it will become normal onwards you'll be able to go further on mm-hmm. otherwise it becomes a stress and that's also why i said when you put yourself under cold, cold water the main thing that you have to do is just accept it you're not wanting to walk out i turn the water off and i wait till the last drop to come down because i have to be there because i want to be there that makes like even when you go to a gig, if you want to go to the gig and you find the motivation to go to a gig, 
you'll play in one way. If you don't want to go to the gig and you're just going for this because it's work and that you'll play in another way. So there's way to there's ways that you can transform your experience in order for it to be fruitful and in order for it to help you grow within that experience. Yeah. And I that is a great point in, in the creative process as well. 100%. And when I find that I don't want to do something like I'm so passionate about this show, for example, but sometimes I find myself gravitating towards the work that is a little more transactional, like with my other side of my business that I know just needs to get done. And what helps me refocus on pouring into the creativity of this and, and building a, a brand is connect, reconnecting to my why. Why did I start? Why did I decide to do this in the first place? Um, it can be so discouraging to pursue a creative endeavor. And when you reconnect with your why, it can help fuel and give you new ideas. Honestly, it can give you new ideas on whatever it is you're creating. So I, I think that that's like you're talking about going to a gig and you don't want to do it because you're tired and you had a long week. It's like, well, what's your why? Like, remember, you get to do this. This is some, this is a privilege and it's a privilege to be able to create and not everybody can say that they can carve out time in their life for creativity. <laughs> so I think that remembering that it's a privilege and reconnecting to your why is really important. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I often think when I don't want to go to a gig, I'm, 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 I go back to when I was a kid in, in, you know, in the basement of my parents' house and, and that I used to play and that I used to have so much fun. And there were girls, and even when there were girls that I used to like or there were, everyone with my friends were having fun, I would just be, it was just, you know, this is nothing else. And, 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 and then how can you go from that to not, you know, being excited to go and play? And that's where all the struggle of being, you know, of the job comes in, of, of, of the repetition of, right. of you growing as a man, of having a family and having a million things on your head of that become that, 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 um, in a way influence your perspective on, on something that is very simple at the end of the day, because you just go into play the music you like without right. complicating it, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a beautiful so that's, thing. That's the why, you know, you just, it's, yeah. It, and I think for most artists, they can, they can, say they feel the same, that it's, that it's the music that drives them because we talked about this before and we don't have to get into it. The artists that are there for the wrong reasons, you know, the, the girls or the fame or whatever, it's not sustainable. And so for the people who will find value in this episode, they, they share a similar why to, to what you just described. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure. Well, this is, I'm really happy that we can take deeper dives into these topics um, because like I'm learning a lot about myself too. As, as we talk about this, you're saying things that even though I'm not an artist, like I can really resonate with some of the, the struggles and, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's really great. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, um, you know, based on this conversation, like what, what would you want the audience to take away from it? Well, that that um, you, you um, what I'm reflecting on a, a, a lot during this period, uh, and sp sp 
especially after COVID, is how the um, how your personal journey does not have to be detached from your artist career. So how many people can say out loud that they're the same in normal life as they are as artists? So mm -hmm. like, for example, I'm, I'm pretty stubborn. I have, I have a strong personality to deal with. I'm not someone very easy to deal with. And if you get on the wrong side of me, it's not, I'm not very, uh, so I'm. <laughs> what, your, what was your zodiac sign again? Leo. I'm a Leo. Leo, right. So, but, but in music, I've always been, I'm so passionate and I cared so much that I wouldn't be me. So I wouldn't tell someone to, if I had to, I've always tried to, which in a way has taught me to be more diplomatic, which is good. But on the other side, my journey has been always, I've always had this thought, okay, I'd love to be the same in my music as I am in normal life. And I'm getting there now. Yeah. I am. And it's a, a lot of it is to do with, with the fact that the, you and the artist are not detached anymore, which was what I had before COVID. I was a zombie. Flash mob was one person. Sandra was the other. And I sort of suffered going to the airport, having to put Sandro in flash mob to go and do something and then come back, detach him again and, and do my other things. And so if, if it becomes, if, if your journey becomes so true that you're the same thing because you're completely true in what you do and true to yourself and, and secure about what you're doing and, and, and uh, positive because not, because you don't allow the industry to bombard you with you need to do this and you need to do that, then you've built your own world where you're deciding to do things and where you you are the same thing. And that takes the conflict out of the equation. It is a lot easier to live in congruence wherever you are, putting yourself in any scenario, the grocery store with your family at a gig. If you're the same person, in all those places, life becomes a lot that, easier. But then yeah. also, and I don't want to say anything negative um, because we can't. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you get to a point where, oh, you're with your family and you're buying a, a yogurt. Oh, let's, you know, oh, let, I'm going to get the yogurt because, and then, I mean, you're not so important. I mean, A, I'm, I'm talking about myself. I mean, Sandra, you're not, I mean, no one cares. And wh why would you feel the necessity to frame every moment of your life? You're taking away from other people. So why don't you go into your own life and live it? And then, yes, you frame, you play the game a little bit and what is necessary, but that there's, there's a healthy way to do it. And there's more value in doing your own thing on your own label, in, in being yourself and in, in uh, not being, you know, a clown than than being a clown there's more value in just yeah. so, you know. so be the same person everywhere but you yeah. don't have to show every aspect of your life on social media 
Exactly. It's great. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's great advice to end on. I'm so happy that we got to do this, and I'm really you, looking Olivia. forward to to more deep dives with you. Thank you, Olivia. Always a pleasure. <laughs>